COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, folks. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, heartland of America. You can find me anywhere you find podcasts, such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Canvas Sativa, on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod, and on Getter at IC Sativa Pod. And if you like my spicy rants and you want to kick out a few bucks, I'm on Cash App, Cash Sign I am Canvas Sativa. I am sick and tired of the fucking slander that the middle millennials have gotten. We've we've gotten the slander nonstop for at least the last 10 fucking years, and it needs to fucking end. 
Oh my God, y'all are so lazy. Oh my God, y'all's y'all want to rise up the corporate ladder so quickly. Oh my goodness, y'all expect to make six figures off the front. Never mind the fact that our generation was told that we needed to go to college or, or we were failures at life. I remember looking into high schools in eighth grade in 2003. And I was open to everything. I really was. And I was like, I, I was considering like looking at a vocational school. And my mom at the top of her lungs was like, hell no, you're not doing that. You have to go to high school. You have to go to a high school that's going to prepare you to college. You're not for that. You need to work with your head. Like that, that was pushed across our generation that you had to go to college. Some, again, some people I know are, are, are six figures in debt because they, they, they were told they had to go to college to accomplish things. And most of the jobs required degrees, even, even for functions that, that could have been trained on the job. So we just took what we, we just took what we were told and we, we, we did that. We, we, we went to college, took out a lot of debt and wanted to be responsible and pay off that debt and wanted, wanted incomes that would help do that. So that's, that's probably why you saw us drop off. That's probably why you saw us felt, feel discontent at our jobs or whatever, or, 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 or feeling that, that we were not making enough or, or, or wanting to go somewhere where we be compensated a, a, a rate that would, that would pay off those loads. But, but somehow that's that's whining. Also, we were we were told growing up we we were we were we were slammed with propaganda on TV about about acceptance, about tolerance, all that sort of junk. You were slammed that stuff with Barney, uh, you know, all those blues because all those TV shows, okay to be different, yada yada yada. We we were slammed with that stuff, and. And people are surprised that we're such a tolerant generation, and they try to weaponize that. Like I, I find that like like psychotic. I really do. Oh my god, they're too caring. They're too empathetic. You know that Bert. You know Bernie doesn't have a shot of winning, right? It's hard to believe that the boomers were ever the generation that the, 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 the got rid of the draft because they lost their, their, their political imagination sometime in the 80s. St. Reagan told them to pee in a cup and they were like, yes, sir. That's, that's, that's what they did. That's what they did. Um, they didn't fight the drug war. They didn't fight outsourcing. They didn't fight inflation. Again, they, their, their dollar in the 1970s was worth 10 to 20 times more than the dollar is worth in 2022. 10 to 20 times more. And you have boomers and you have some Xers being like, oh, oh, they just, they just, they're, they're, they're hickamory. They just don't, they just, they're lying flat. They just want to live at home and not, guess what? The, 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 the cost of living has not gone up. The cost of living has not risen with inflation. The cost of everything has has gone up by a factor of 10 to 20 times, but wages have not. There were people in the 70s that were able to work to, to, to afford a house on a single janitor income. 
you know like I, I look at like houses that like my like my parents had like like growing up in the eight in like the 70s and 80s or whatever and like i couldn't rent a house like that now like it's 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 out of reach you know basic rent is out of reach you know it's just this whole oh the millennials don't want to particularly our cohort because we're the only generation where the elder cohort like wants to secede and become xers because I've I've asked my friends who are Gen Xers about this, and they, they, this is this is not a thing among among them. They're not, the, half the generation doesn't want to be boomers. Like all, all this slander is nonsense, and um, I'm gonna leave off with this last part. People accuse us of of being disloyal. People accuse us of not knowing what a pecking order is. Um, people accuse us of entitlement. Matthew Stafford was drafted drafted to the Detroit Lions in 2009, the, one of the junkiest franchises in the NFL, and again one of my rivals, obviously. He that man stuck with that crappy franchise for 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 over a decade, I think 13 or so years before he tapped out and went to the LA Rams and won a Super Bowl this year. That guy was born in 1988. He's a middle millennial like myself. He exemplified everything that 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 Xers and 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 boomers and 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 these elder millennials say that we don't fucking have. Loyalty and grit and persistence. We're just as as smart, we're just as talented as as, as the as the elder cohort. Yes, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps we we can learn a bit more. We perhaps we can be a bit more disciplined. Per, perhaps we 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 do we do leap before looking at times. But the sentiment towards wanting a better world that's that's there in spades with our generation, and I'm not ever going to apologize for that, and neither should you. I am sick and fucking tired of the slander that the middle millennials have gotten. At the at the behest of 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 the Oregon Trail generation, i.e., the elder millennials, and you know the the BS that we get from Xers, I'm I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. All right, only people our age, only people in our age range, us middle millennials, I, like we are the scapegoats of history. You know, we like we like everyone calls us the participation trophy generation, but they they they, they neglect they neglect to mention who was on the who was on the school boards during the nineties. Who was who was who 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 were the teachers? Who were the coaches? He was signing off on giving the participation trophies because I guarantee you it was not the um what the 18 year old millennials um in 1999 that were doing it I, I guarantee you it wasn't them and i guarantee you it wasn't it wasn't 10 year old millennials back then either in 99 i i guarantee you it wasn't that it was it was the adults that were much older deciding that that participation trophies were to be given out and if we're to be intellectually honest like before a policy gets enacted there's usually something that precipitates it. So there must have been Gen Xers, young Gen Xers that were kids bitching about, about not getting first or second or third and not getting a trophy. 
And then within the 80s and 90s, they started giving them out. We weren't born. We Millennials weren't born the time that the, the, the participation trophy trope was pre pre precipitated. We weren't. We were babies. So this whole millennials are expect expect um, participation trophies just for doing their jobs. That's bull. None of us asked for it. We weren't even in a position to do that. And also another thing, only only our cohort gets iced out of our own flipping accomplishment. Shout out to the flipping squat, the squat, the the disappointing squad. Um, so the. Like I mentioned in our, our earlier ode um, yesterday um, about Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, of, of, of course, is a um, he plays for the L.A. Rams. He's the defending champ, Super Bowl champion, um, played for the University of Georgia, um, was drafted with the Lions in 2009. The worst and most poorly ran franchise in in, in, NFL, in the NFL, like probably besides the, the 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 second iteration of the Browns, like one of the crappiest franchises. Like their best player Barry Sanders retired early because of of, of how bad the 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 Lions were ran and and their losing ways got at him. So again, even your best players tap out, and um, Stafford tapped out he tapped out he 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 stuck with that crappy franchise for a good 13 to 14 years you know everything that people say millennials don't do you know they say that we job hop all the time they say that we don't pay dues that we don't respect pecking orders um that we just want things handed to us um but but Stafford's actions are anything but that. Staying with a with a poorly ran organization and trying to lead it, again, that that echoes what we saw of of the old school athletes. That echoes what we saw of Michael Jordan, you know, and 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 folks like that. You know, everything people say millennials aren't loyal, dedicated, um, persistent, and and full of of of, of grit. And, and 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 resolve everything people say we're not all right i just got i'm just getting started people i have a I have a list of this oh um all right so another thing school uniforms so when i started school i'm again i was born 89 so i'm 32 you school uniforms didn't always used to be a thing like required in a lot of um schools in the u.s um, there was actually a push in the 90s with Bill Clinton, you know, like like with like the poorer neighborhoods, because in a lot of like poorer neighborhoods, um, you run into issues where people um, where students, poorer students are, are fighting over clothes or whatever, because, oh, well, you're wearing a you're wearing this clo clothing. You look poor wearing it or whatever. So to get to kind of squash that. The Clinton administration, the 90s, pushed poor communities to, to push school uniforms and I think gave them more funding or something like that. So my first year of, of grade school, I, I, I got to wear whatever the heck I wanted, you know, and then that second year was when that Clinton rule was enacted and everyone had to wear uniforms in my in, in my city. Um, so this whole, oh, my God, millennials are, are so dependent. They don't they can't make their own decisions. 
That's because the, the people in charge when we were in our formative years were, were fixated on, on micromanaging us. Oh, we don't want you to decide your own school uniforms because you can't handle it. You, you can't handle picking your own clothes. So this whole micromanaging and this whole babying or, or weakening of the millennials, it started very early. Let's, let's keep it a stack here. Um, and again, it, it ties to, to teaching to the test. Like we were taught to the test to the nth degree as millennials. Like um, we were the, we bore the brunt of the no child left behind policy where, you know, schools stopped teaching real materials. They were cutting funding for music. They were cutting recess. They were cutting all these things that the elder millennials got, that the Xers got, that all, all these other folks got. They're cutting all these flipping things. And then they're like, oh, how come you millennials don't know anything? Like schools used to teach, schools used to teach like home ec. You know, my 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 uncle, like he who's, who was born in like the late 60s, and he's a friend of the show. They, they, in school, they used to they used to like build lamps in grade school. They used to like they used to you used to be able to like do electronics and stuff in school. And one of my other mentors, as, as, as someone who grew up in, in Idaho, like you would bring, you got to bring your like hunting rifle to school. Like you got to do that. But then they, for whatever reason, the boomers and the powers that be thought that we were too dumb to, to handle a lot of those things. So they, so they took a lot of those things out. Um, and, and again, with 9-11 or whatever, like, like our generation, our cohort, we had to watch people jumping out of buildings over and over again for three flipping months. We had to have our, our childhood abruptly ended by that fucking attack. You know, we had to have all the, all, all the adults in our lives being paranoid and, oh, my God, if you, don't, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, then the terrorist wins. If you don't support the war, you're a traitor, you're a turncoat. You know, we, we had all these paranoid adults in our, in our lives telling us this. And again, we didn't have the same opportunities as well, you know, with deindustrialization. So a lot of the, the factory jobs that boomers were able to get to, to, to do well and to, to boost themselves, a lot of those jobs, they, they got gutted in the, in, in the 80s and 90s due to NAFTA. And, and the, the, the flip fucking boomers didn't fight for it. They didn't fight for their kids and grandkids to have those jobs. And it's like, again, like it, it kind of ties to like my other point about about the about the older Xers being silver medalists. Like they they could have gotten everything the boomers got, but then the boomers started gutting things, starting with the Xers, and and um, you know, they they could and, and they could have gotten everything the boomers got. So like it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's just so. I mean, it's it, so we. We really have to like. We have to be like I, this whole like uh, this elder millennial. Oh, one more Gen X. Well, the 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 boomers are running roughshod on us. They're hoarding their homes. They're hoarding um, senior positions that Xers should get. We should be uniting a uniting. We should have, the big three: the Xers, millennials, and and adult Zs. We need to have a united front of. Of, of pushing the boomers out of power and, and, and making the world more workable for us, making the world in our image. Um, you, you had to like, you had to like have money back in the days, back in the nineties 
to have a computer. You couldn't just have a computer, all right? Computers were expensive, you know, in the 90s. I did not have a computer until, like, 2000 or so. Um, all right. So I, I'm, I'm going to have to end this ode right here. We're going to do a part three because I have to get right back to work. Um, but, yes, we are a lot stronger and a lot more resilient than you think. So stay tuned, people. Um, we middle millennials are awesome. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. So stay tuned. for So part three, I think this will probably be the final part. I think we might be able to, to, to finish the last couple of points. I, um, thank you for being patient with me. I'm having to do these like between like breaks and stuff at work. So, you know, again, I mean, I'm not the only podcaster to podcast it from the car. Um, so many other greats have done so. Um, but yeah, uh, let's, all right. So next, so, all right. So like I was saying earlier, we like, like middle children, we get ignored. We get iced out of our own accomplishments. Um, and again, it goes back to the example I, I did at the top of the second episode and at the top of the first one with, with Matthew Stafford, the defending Super Bowl champion. Um, again, he's a middle millennial like myself. Um, and and the reason why I went so hard on the squad is because freaking Ilhan Omar during the freaking Super Bowl tweeted like I, I, I swear to God that this was like like the like like the like the federal government, the alphabet organizations. I swear to God that they that that they try to get trends popping on Twitter, or they try to or, or the CIA and all those organizations actively have their thumb in the scale on on Twitter and all that. I'm, I'm dead convinced that that's the case. Because Elon Omar during the Super Bowl tweeted that the that the Super Bowl show and the Super Bowl as a whole was a Gen X thing. That just yeah the the yeah the halftime show, Dr. Dre Eminem yes, and um who 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 else Snoop Dogg, yeah yeah that's a, yeah the halftime show the dessert of the Super Bowl was that, but who were most of the players in 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 the grand event that the that the uh, halftime show was was uh, was for what? Well, who who were most of the players? Like what 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 age range would you say they were? I would say that a lot of them. Like let's really think. Like like there aren't fifty year olds really in the NFL anymore, and and even forty year olds. So that that leaves out most of Gen X as in terms of a NFL roster. You know, save save a few gray hairs and, and veterans. Um, most of the players in, in the NFL now are millennials. Most of the, um, yeah, most of the players are millennials, um, millennials and, and zoomers. Zoomers are increasingly joining the NFL. It's a millennial zoomer thing. Like the players, Matthew Stafford was a middle millennial, the MVP of the Super Bowl, Cooper cup. Last year of the middle millennials, 93. 
Yeah, Elon Omar and, and, and Gen Xers are saying it was their Super Bowl. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sick of us getting iced out of our own fucking accomplishments. That was a millennial-led Super Bowl. That was a team for that was a win for the middle millennials for the for the for the 1988 to 93 babies. That was a win for us. That was an accomplishment for us, not you guys. You know, thanks, thanks for coaching us. Because uh, what's the name? The the Rams coach is is on is is in the latter half. No, the yeah, the Rams coach is uh, elder millennial. But yes, I mean, the whole Super Bowl in terms of the the execution was all was all us and the Z's, all us and the flipping Z's. We're we're just as strong. We're just as smart. We're just as capable. We just get ignored. We just get told that our accomplishments are not really our accomplishments. And don't even get me started on this whole like Oregon Trail crap. Like I've I, I've seen that game played in libraries when I, when I was young. Like I didn't I wasn't I didn't play it until like a little later in the in the in the aughts or whatever. But like I I remember my sisters going to the library for long periods of time and playing it. So I did know of it in the 1990s, and I didn't know what the premise of the game was because they were they were talking about it all the time. You know, it's like these elder millennials act like we weren't in the room with them when, when, when you know, when they were playing those, uh, when they were playing Super Nintendo or, or Genesis or, um, you know, watching TRL or whatever, or, or, or remembering when Biggie died. We were in the room and all these things were happening. We remember these events. Yet the elder millennials think they have a monopoly on remembering things like that. And, and they don't because we were there, you know, again, I mean, I'm not going to scapegoat the younger half of my generation, but again, maybe they're conflating the younger half with the middle. But again, I mean, I, I think I love the younger millennials. They're, they're like, I, 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 I love, I love the fire in the belly that they've got. So again, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that, that looks down on the, on the long, younger people of my generation. I don't. I, I love the younger millennials. They're awesome. The Xennials. Um. Yeah, but we we we've used like computers pre-flipping Windows. Like I I remember using like those IBM computers. Like like in first grade. Like like again. I mean, I had like. To turn on the computer, you had to like press like you had to you had to press commands and stuff. It wasn't just a simple turn on the computer and and it booted. Like there were actual commands you had to press to to get the game to work, to load the word processor, all all that stuff. Like we like people act like we like we didn't get the elder millennials hand hand me downs. We did. The middle millennials especially did. So again, the middle, like they act like it's just really wide chasm. Like I think the difference between the middle and the younger millennials is this. And it goes back to one thing I'm going to talk about now. Like um, in the 90s, um, before, you know, before, you know, the 08 crash, before, you know, the proliferation of digital media, you know, newspapers were a lot bigger than they were now. Um, you used to have paper boys, paper girls, 
And in my neighborhood, my particular neighborhood, I'm sure in, in your neighborhoods throughout the U.S., um, you could you could sign up to deliver newspapers. And you didn't even have to be 16 or 15 or, or 14. Like, the paper in my neighborhood said you had to be nine years old. And I turned nine in 1998. My sisters, who would, would, would be elder millennials, were did had paper routes. By the time I came of age, I, I, I considered wanting to do it, but like I was like I was met with all this doubt from like my parents and stuff. They're like, Oh, are you sure you can do it? It's a lot of responsibility. And then we fast forward to thirty to some years later and we're calling the the younger and middle millennials irresponsible and derelict. You didn't you didn't encourage them the same way you encourage the elder millennials. You put elder millennials in, in, in foreign situations for them to learn and grow. You gave them way more flipping freedom, but you didn't think again, I mean I would again, maybe because maybe because um I mean I don't know what we were putting in the chemicals in like the late eighties and early nineties, but maybe Again, maybe they were putting too many, maybe we were given too many vaccines or something. Maybe we were given too many chemicals or whatever. And maybe that explains why, you know, some, some of us, why some people are like, oh my God, they're so, they're so socially deaf and stuff. Again, maybe, maybe the, maybe the boomers squeeze us middle millennials out too late. Maybe, maybe that's why some of us have, why some of us have ADD and, you know, autism, all these things, maybe, I don't know. It's speculation. It's, it's speculation for sure. But I do know that there was a difference between how the boomers treated the elder millennials and the difference between how they treated the middle and younger ones. They felt that the elder millennials and the Xers, at least in my family, it felt like my parents thought they were more capable and smarter, you know? Like it felt like they had to spoon feed everything. And to be fair, I had I had I had I had some learning difficulties earlier in my life. So, you know, so that sort of protectiveness that, that my parents did, it, it was needed to a degree. But but again, I was not empowered and I don't feel that the el that the middle millennials and younger ones were as empowered as the elder ones. Like again, the exers say they're the latchkey kids. Um by the time we came of age, you know, law, like boomer lawmakers, boomer local officials, they were putting all these, they were creating all these loitering laws. So you couldn't, so when you became a teenager, you couldn't just go and loiter in the mall as much. And when I started becoming of age, like 15, 16, like I was reading of, of them, like, yeah, I was reading of, of lawmakers and stuff making it so the minimum age to go to a mall by unaccompanied was seven, 16, 17. So the places for, even if my cohort wanted to be these free range kids, people were carrying like crazy in the night, starting in the nineties, stranger danger was at its peak. We were always taught, don't talk to strangers. Don't trust anybody. Oh, only only talk to people that I whose family I vetted. Like I've heard that a lot growing up. Yet, yet we we fast forward to our to us being grown adults, and then we get told that we're we don't have enough skills. You didn't you didn't you didn't allow us room to build those flipping skills, and we had to go and get it out of the mud ourselves as, as adults. 
But again, they 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 neglect to to say these things. These boomers, they neglect to leave out their 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 fault in in, in the 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 schism between the elder and younger millennials. But again, our our cohort, and I think I think our cohort and and the young and the and the zennials are the last people to remember a pre nine eleven society, like. Like, um, you used to be able to go to planes and stuff. You used to be able to meet your family at the gate. Like, I remember, like, when my, my, my mom, my dad went to Nigeria for my grandfather's 75th, I believe. And, like, I wanted to see my parents at the gate or whatever in the 90s. But it was, like, it was past my bedtime or something like that. And, like... You know, like my mom, and my dad were like, "No, you you have to you have school tomorrow. I I can't I can't let you stay up till because you know they had like a really really late flight and like oh I can't let you do that and I was like uh, you know I kept dude I kept trying to filibuster it but you know my mom, and my dad were like nah you know it's too it's it, you know it's it, we don't want you like being sleepy for school or whatever so you know I didn't I I didn't go at the gate." But I do remember I've, I've taken national and international flights pre 9-11. Like going on a plane was way more laid back for sure. Like, you know, they, they, they did way less checks, you know, like it was just a formality. It was just, okay, we have to do this as a formality. We have to go through the scan or whatever. We have to just, all right, you don't have anything too crazy or visible. All right, keep it pushing. Like that's how it used to be pre 9-11. But um, our cohort also we also remember the 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 coup attempt of two thousand by George W. Bush. Everyone keeps saying, "Oh, January 6th, Trump was staging a coup. Trump is a fascist." George W. Bush staged a, a successful coup attempt. Yet the boomers leave that out, and they they clutch their pearls over January sixth. It's the dumbest crap ever. Bush did a successful coup attempt with with the flipping supreme court and and the the brooks brother rebellion look it up i'm gonna i'm gonna put that in the description when i get home brooks brother rebellion look it up the brooks brothers rebellion yeah look that crap up bush sage a successful coup attempt in 2000 and again, this whole, oh my god, we were more free-range as elder millennials. Again, they, for whatever reason, the, the boomers and, and, and Xers didn't think we were as capable. I don't, I don't know if it's because we were more autistic, we were more ADHD-ish. I don't know what it was. But for whatever reason, the elders and the powers that be did not see us as, cap- as, as, as capable as the elder millennials. So they coddled us more. I feel that I, That's what I feel happened. Um, so again, with, 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 with the elder one being like, oh, we walked more. You took rides everywhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're a very well-behaved generation. Um, according to, there's this Vox article from like seven years ago saying that like Gen Z and millennials are the most well-behaved generation. Like they've, we've done way less drugs than the Xers and, and the boomers and um, we smoke cigarettes at a significantly lower rate. 
And 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 another article that I read said that millennials out of the big three, out of Gen X, millennials and Zoomers, millennials are the most tolerant and supportive of gay marriage out of all all the three generations. So we have a lot to be proud of. We really do. Our cohort, our cohort. I love our cohort, and I will I will ride for us until we're dead. Um. But again, I mean, we've been through a lot. We've we 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 try to kick off Occupy. So um, people saying, "Oh, we're not trying. We're, we just complain. We don't do anything." But Obama brutally shut Occupy down, and um, we weren't even allowed to vote for. We weren't even allowed to get our McGovern, like like in like helicopter parenting and and micromanaging fashion of the fucking boobers. They they cheated Bernie two times because they felt he was unrealistic and they felt that 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 we didn't know what we were doing. So the boomers paternalistically forced Hillary and and fucking Jim Crow Joe down our throats. And now we have five dollar gas. We have five dollar gas, record inflation, stock market going down. You know, Trump was trying to get America to be energy independent. And now we're we're, we're sucking on the tit of, of all these other all these other countries again and and gas is five bucks everything going up by a factor of a whole bunch in one year it took bush seven years to tank the economy i'm sick of the gaslighting from the boomers oh biden isn't that bad he's doing what he can no he isn't he's the dumbest most incompetent president i've ever seen he's worse than w he's worse than hoover he's worse than nixon he's worse than harding he's worst president of all time dumbest president of all time the Delaware senators didn't even vote yes on, on raising the minimum wage. He could have sent a group text message. That's how you know that dumb, demented motherfucker was never serious about, about, about raising your minimum wage. It was, he was never about that life. I'm sick and tired of pretending this shit is normal when it isn't. Biden is not a normal president. We need to stop normalizing that motherfucker. They never, they, the boomers never pushed back on outsourcing. We didn't have access to the easy jobs they had, the easy unionized jobs. Um, and my last point, I'll leave with this. We have to watch out for, for people um, putting, pitting us against the Zoomers. Because I think they're going to try to start doing that. Because I... I would say the Zoomers were mostly raised by by Xers, so I I don't know I I, I do see hints of 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 that of that brewing, and we just need to be mindful of, of avoiding that and avoiding divide and conquer, because because the big three have more in common than than than, than they don't, um, and I think our main focus and our main priority should be getting the Boomers out of power and making a world that works best for the big three and making a better world for gen a but um that's the ending of our ode to the middle millennials um this is a fun three-part series um i won't close the door to doing more of these peace out ciao and stay medicated my friends if you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https 
colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord Discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.